That's why they call it the clap. Did you guys know that? <laughs> if you have to clap, breaks together. That's seriously why they call it the clap. That was like the old, like, that's what the maesters used to do to fix it. We slapped two bricks together. Are we starting the podcast <laughs> like this? <laughs> it's not even, like, out of tone with the books, so I don't know. I know. <laughs> it's 2013, everybody. Game of Owns is a podcast. Guess what? We're back. Winter like has come. Movie. We are it back. Has. It's cold. It is cold. Really? In southern Nevada, it's well, cold? I don't know. Is it? Well, it's I've snowing been, here. Listen, geographic-wise, in the past six weeks, I haven't been home, and I've been in like 17 different yeah. climates, and like when I was hanging with you, Eric, in Chicago for New Year's, we literally had to wear like sub-zero parkas just to stay alive. It's true. And then I went to Texas, and I was literally sweating. Like, my brow was furrowed with- If with, our like, locations, like the four of us, if our locations were in Westeros, then you would be like where Daenerys is compared to the rest of us. I would obviously right be beyond the wall. It really is beautiful right now. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't really got to enjoy it yet because I got home at midnight last night, but it's gorgeous here right now. You should be jealous, Eric. I'm very jealous. But at least Micah has the snow, though. Mike, Micah, you have the precipitation to go along with the with mm-hmm. the actual feel of the wind and weather. It's true. It's, He's it's Winterfell. It's the first snow here yeah. of, of 2013. So yeah, really, yeah. Wow. When I was visiting what a magical home night. In, in Missouri for the holidays, it snowed, and so you're in New York. And there's there we had snow before you. That's weird. That is weird. Yeah, I don't. I don't quite know how Chicago has missed out on snow, but it has. Thanks a lot, Obama. <laughs> Global warming. <laughs> except for, <laughs> yes, uh, except for the excellent content we've been getting from our nice. greatest transition. friends. Nice H- transition. Over at HBO, <laughs> who have given us video upon video of exclusive oh, new content. Not, not just us, and not exclusive to us, but there's been some new footage recently. For the upcoming season three. To sum up, (laughs) this is where we are. I'm pretty sure Eric is working for someone else. Did you guys notice when he uh, dropped the video in Skype earlier for us to watch? He linked it to some weird ass third party site (laughs) and not YouTube. I know. (laughs) That was the first result on on Google, okay? Those guys Uh, are paying for their website, which which is, uh, what is it? Dot com. Yeah, wait, 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 I'm going to bleep that shit out. Yeah, I'm bleeping that out. Do not bleep that out. Um, wow. you know, they paid for <laughs> their beliefs. results to come up on Google. I knew the name was the the name of the video was an invitation to to the set mm-hmm. Game of Thrones or whatever. And so I googled mm-hmm. that, and this they paid to have their their website with this link to this YouTube hey, video. Now, come up first. We come up first in Google results on hypable.com, which is H-Y-P-A-B-L-E.com. And <laughs> you can't tell me that that stuff's it, not optimized in the header of the website, though. Selena. Yes and no. No, no. Well, this is how Hypable has done it. They've, they've, I mean, I'm speaking for Selena here, mm-hmm. but because I was talking to Andy some and you guys went through and like did a whole revamp of a bunch of your SEO, SEO. optimization for the yeah. win. Yeah. Like social media gurus got yeah. in there and, and did a little twinging around and Hypable's literally murdering tiny Mexican children with the search results. It's awesome. That's what I'm saying. That is literally what we're doing. Literally. It's good to be back with you guys. Uh, it's been too long since we've shared uh, a Skype channel. It has been too long, you know. It's like as soon as we take a break, it's like the break just steals time and suddenly it's like a month has passed. And there's been no goo. You guys, well, you guys recorded some um, there at the end. It's, so it's been longer for me. So I'm just like really sad, but I'm I'm like really relieved too to be back. And Mike is silent. I think he's crying tears right now. <laughs> I think that's true. <laughs> no, you know what it was. I was just mesmerized by the snow outside. So I just right. it, sorry about that. <laughs> the gentle pit patter of the <laughs> delicately unique flakes on the outside. Micah, you, you can want. no longer podcast next to an open window. Yeah, you know <laughs> right. I'm looking. You get too distracted. I'm looking at it's those just... bumps in the ground and thinking that. 
White Walkers are going to pop up and uh, Ooh, damn, dude. I'm someone else talk, please. My mind is fucked up. <laughs> it's because of that gold cup. Yes, uh, the golden cup. <laughs> you could have desk. gold poisoning, Zach. You better get that looked at. That's why I'm not drinking out of it. Yeah, gold, gold, <laughs> the gold flakes off. What happens if you put that in the I'm, microwave to heat up some mead? Well, if if you put it in the microwave to heat up mead to proper room temperature for sipping, you have to keep it away from your head, otherwise the gold will become a crown and you'll die. Oh. Yeah. That sounds plausible. No one wants a golden crown. I think I read that somewhere. You might have read it somewhere. That was almost as good as your last transition, Eric. <laughs> almost <laughs> as good? <laughs> hey, listen, everybody who's listening to the podcast right now, it's 2013. Uh, there's been a hiatus uh, slash break because we've all been gathering our forces and our troops and our steeds if you will. Um, so if we're a little hairy right now, and by hairy, I mean we suck, it's because we're basically, I mean, have you guys recorded a podcast in the, the new year yet? I've recorded no. like 10. But no. <laughs> Whoa, I haven't. <laughs> Way to be an overachiever, Selena. I know, right? that's what, because that's what I am. <laughs> so actually, just I will say just yesterday, I did sit down and record a Harry Potter discussion podcast called Alohomora. Okay. And that you was know, a lot of fun. What I did yesterday, I sat down to What'd record a podcast called Talks of Camelot. Talks Ooh. of Camelot? Yeah. I hung out of a convertible and hurt my leg. <laughs> How'd you hurt your leg sticking well, out of a convertible? I was convinced, because I was in the airport yesterday carrying bags that were too heavy, and I was convinced that I might have hurt myself, and then I was like, well, I wasn't doing anything out of the ordinary, and someone asked me, well, like, what were you doing? And I was like, uh, I was hanging out of a convertible, going down the highway, doing some filming, and they're like, that's weird, and I was like, that is weird. Maybe I should get that checked out, so I might do that today. <laughs> well, let us anyway. know what you find out. Yeah. I might have a uh, small fracture. Speaking of filming, uh, this uh, <laughs> that, that was a better transition. Speaking of filming, this uh, this video is basically an entire two-minute sort of peek into a lot of the footage. It reminds me a lot of the uh, the short little Lord of the Rings snippets that we used to be able to watch when we were younger, like in the early 2000s. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you mean Those like little... Peter Jackson's video diaries? Well, not not even that necessarily because this it's much more dramatic and it has, I mean, it's scored for one with music from the show. Yeah. But it's the the interview shots, for example. They're not like, "Hey, stand here and talk." It's like they've got the showrunners like sitting in like a nice set, and they're like, "Today, we're really excited about Game of Thrones coming in March. It's going to be really good, you know." And they've got like Tyrion, and he's got his nose scar, and he's like, "It's going to be really good," and everyone's really excited. And it's what was the phrase really he used? Formal. He said, "This season <laughs> breathes deeper." Yeah, that, that was, was cool. crazy. He's like, "So much depth." Oh yeah, there's so much depth. Oh yeah, and I was like, "Ooh, breathes deeper." That's cool. But I did want to mention that uh, even Benioff and, and, and Weiss seem to be in the same location that they were in for the last video, the in-production video that we talked about on the show a couple yeah. episodes ago. And so I wonder if they're just doing multiple featurettes at once oh, and sure kind of talking about yes. different aspects, but then all that footage gets you know chopped up. Yeah. And- I'm sure they just did bulk interviews and then... Like somebody is sitting at HBO and cutting it all together and trying to make themed, you know, production videos like we had in production. We had this one. We had one released last week, too, I think. Yeah. 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 It's saves money, saves time, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Do you, do you guys think that and I guess we could ask a few people, but I'm not really sure. I, I'm not sure if if HBO has something like a staff of people at their office, for example, 
or if they sort of serve as like the overarching sort of business side of it and then they hire out studios to do stuff i, I don't really I don't know. know that's a kind of interesting thing we should find out because then they could hire us <laughs> to do yeah. stuff we, we need you guys to create the commentary yeah for, for every <laughs> dvd ever also blu-ray discs if you'd like to and yeah we'd be like we hmm. will do that for a nominal fee, HBO, we will do yeah. that for a nominal fee. <laughs> One of the things that in this video that I thought was really funny was uh, Diana Rigg, who plays Elena Tyrell, <laughs> she, she made a comment about some bold scenes that she had coming up that were fun to shoot. And she sort of had like a little smile going on. I thought that was intriguing. I was just wondering if you guys noticed that. Of course, I, I know nothing about her role or her arc. Well, this, she's the, the the she's the Queen of Thorns, the the, the elderly lady. Thorns. Oh, her. Mm, yes. Yep. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. She's yep. Grandma Tyrell, I believe. Ooh. Oh. Does she get scenes with Marguerite? She does. I believe so. Yeah. Okay. And Sansa. Bold. Mm-hmm. Even bolder. Ah, I see. So it's less likely that they go to her and then she'll come to them. Whatever you say. No doubt because yeah. uh, no doubt because Marguerite was just promised to Joffrey instead of Sansa. Ooh, tough. That Ooh. is tough. Because you do see a scene in there where Joffrey is walking with Sansa. So I wonder Ooh, love why triangle. that is. <laughs> well, he's mar- not marrying her doesn't mean he can't hang out. We have you know to start I mean? thinking of shipper names. And by hang out, you know. <laughs> mean what? I mean, you know, hanging out in the modern sense. Like, hey, uh, we're taking astronomy together. Do you want to come hang out and study? There you go. <laughs> no, nah, the library's too full. Just come over. <laughs> That's basically what they're doing. One thing I'm interested in, though, is, Selena, you brought up her comments. And for the people who have read, they know what she may be referring to. But mm-hmm. then how does that play into the timeline, necessarily, of season three? Because... I'm interested to see do they do they really follow along with the book plot or do they move certain things forward that may take place in the second half of the book just so that they're concurrent with things that happen in the first half of the book. I'm just I'm wondering how this is all going to play out because she definitely has a very big role in the book. Uh, it's it's so hard to talk about this without saying anything. We're out of practice. Um, no, in, in some senses, like I hope they do switch it up a little bit because I think book fans will appreciate the uncertainty of it. But it's been so long since I've read the book, I probably wouldn't be able to tell <laughs> at this point. Right. But at the same time, I mean, I think what you're referring to, which book fans will know what you're referring to, I, I have a feeling that they are not going to push that up because then they won't have a plot for season four. So, huh. well, I will well, say that they will, but yeah, David Benioff, like the first thing he says in this video is that season three is a season of rises and falls in power. Uh-huh. It is. And I was like, oh, OK, well, he's talking about this season, though, which is only half the book. So I don't know if, again, he was confusing the season and the book or if really the first half of the book is all about people gaining and losing power. I think every book is about people gaining and losing power, to be honest. That's like fair the first, to say. Yeah. The first two yeah. seasons were as well. Mm. I think that's just the that's nature of say. Game of Thrones, isn't it? That power yeah. shifts so quickly all the time. But maybe to a certain extent they do in, in season three than in other years. I'm just, you know what? I'm getting really tired of the writers saying that this is the season we've been looking forward to. And this is the one yeah. we've been waiting for. And this is it. This is blah, blah, blah. Because this is not the last season. This is three out of like 20. So, right. so if it's peaks here, that sort of worries me. <laughs> I think they'll find That's true. they'll have to find things to be excited about in seasons four through twenty. Oh yeah, I'm sure they will. But 
I recently played the uh, the kind of official Game of Thrones board game. Ooh, oh. what was that like? Over over the holiday when I was in Chicago, and Eric, you were supposed to come. Yeah, I was I was held up. It was it was oh, really awesome, cool. and I, I really look forward to the, to the day that we all like us four can play it together. That's gonna be really neat. Is it now? Is it like a risk type? Yeah, game, I was or? just gonna ask that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't want to like go full into it because I think eventually we will play it and talk about it. But it's 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 a board game. And it's a lot like sort of Risk meets, oh, I don't want to say Monopoly, but it's, <laughs> that sounds it's, so it's, awesome. it's, it's exactly like the book or the TV show. It's basically like, like Survivor almost like you have Risk, yeah. but it's, and it's all geographically driven and it's all in Westeros and you have pieces and there's a lot of rules. It's kind of hard, but the biggest part of the game is the strategies and alliances you make. Like for example, if Selena, if Selena and I were like, we hate the fishwives, let's kill the fuck out of Eric. Right. And so <laughs> yeah. her and I we're like at the very beginning of the game, we would just sort of drive our forces toward where he's got his Greyjoy shit going down and we would just destroy him. Hmm. And then amazing. we would eventually focus on Micah. It's pretty cool because so do you, do you play as the different families or yeah, yeah, it's all different families, and the really cool thing is, like, they all have their own perks that are sort of molded to what they are. So the Greyjoys, for example, they don't have a lot of land to start out with, but their navy is really deep, and so, like, the water is really cool because you can sort of, like, build caravans to move troops around the oceans and stuff. So it's a lot like a lot like Halo, honestly. Like, you uh-huh. have a lot of push, and, you have a lot of push and pull. If you decide to play a certain way, like, for example, the Lannisters have a lot of troops and they have like a really cool geographic place to start out. But also the Baratheons are just like right there. So if you play as a Lannister, you're going to get like a lot of perks early on. You're going to be able to like move first. You're going to have like stronger moves, but you're going to get your ass like rolled on. Like people will go after you. So it's <laughs> it's really it's really interesting. Like I hope we get to play it. That sounds cool. so cool. Yes. And I did. It's yeah. pretty neat. Uh, speaking of death, too, you're you know getting your ass kicked. The, uh, right. Another thing that Benioff says is that for every character they kill, they introduce two new Eric ones. Is so good, you're at transitions. so on with the transitions today. I love it. Did you hear what it was, or were you too busy admiring me? Because I'll accept both answers. <laughs> the admiring thing. I was admiring it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it was uh, basically he said that for every character that dies, they introduce two more. Yes, it does seem that true. way, but. Yeah, for this season, they better introduce a lot of new characters. Yeah. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> they better? <laughs> yeah, Eric, that means a lot of people are going to die. They're going to kick the bucket. Oh, I didn't I didn't yeah. follow through. Now it makes sense, but I didn't follow yeah. what he was well, saying. I just meant that between... I assume the book gets a lot of new characters, even ones you wouldn't necessarily care about. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you don't well, care, about, care them. about them. Mm-hmm. Just a lot to keep track of? It's always tough when you're reading a book and they put in new character like point of view characters where you have no idea who they are you have no idea what's going on and you're just like i just want to read about aria but you, yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean um but you know i think that it's a mixture of both they, i will say there are some characters in the series that i just could not care about one tiny bit but there are some new characters coming in that i are have become some of my favorites so i hope to all of you guys listening that this video was a sort of an interesting peek inside of what it takes even though the shots are really small like for example like Danny standing outside in some deserty looking place and there's 14 bounce boards around her to block out the sun you know and yeah. and I think it's interesting for people that are even slightly interested in the filmmaking process to be able to see something like that on such a large scale like to see what goes into probably a five second clip of her going yes sure you know <laughs> So it's it's cool. I, I know that I had a lot of fun looking at it. I loved it for seeing Tywin Lannister 
talking to, well, first of all, Tyrion and Tywin in the same chamber. That's cool. Um, cause they detest each other character wise. Um, but no Tywin planning for war and talking about strategy. That was just very cool. You know, I like that actor. And then there's also that shot of him walking up to the throne with Joffrey sitting on it. Joffrey looks like he's about to, uh, crap his pants. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. No, I was looking at a particular frame grab and I mentioned it when we were watching it before this, their shutter speed was set at like 170. And I know that's kind of a geeky thing, but um, your shutter speed should double the frame rate you're shooting at. And so they're shooting at traditional 24 progressive, which is what film is essentially. So they're shooting that digitally and their, their shutter should be like one over 48. And instead they were shooting at like one over 172. And that was so interesting to me because by doing that, and it was a particularly dark scene, I think it was at like 50, 55 seconds or something like yeah, that. Yeah, this shows it, yeah. So it's a particularly dark scene, and the reason they're doing that is so it'll allow more light in. Like, And that's just so funny to me because that's like a no-no, but they're they're like, I don't give a shit. It's <laughs> digital. We'll figure it out in post. And they do figure it out in post, and that's really cool. So good for them. I'm like, when I see this, it gives me more creative allowance to just say F the rules and to see what happens. So <laughs> I like that. <laughs> You're right. They literally have a shot of their screen, and it yeah. says what frames it's at. What is EI? Yeah. EI 800, what is that? It's basically just a different word for ISO, which is on every camera like your dslr cameras it's yeah. even built into your iphones it's just artificial light so they're just bumping it up a little bit because it's dark in there oh, okay very cool yeah 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 the little cool. things you can glean from videos like this is crazy yeah and it's really that that wb that white balance right there is set at 2500 and so the conventional inside light bulbs like you have at your house that are made out of tungsten burn mm -hmm. at about 3300 to 35 and that's really orange and then your daylight like the the temperature of the sun and the temperature of daylight light bulbs is about 5500 and the reason they're shooting it at 2500 is because they're lit it looks like they're lit pretty much entirely by firelight and as we all know fire is pretty damn orange mm -hmm. so that's that's cool so they're even going even further down than like tungsten. So really, really cool insight if you're into the technical I side. I thought they were lit by that dude's beard. That's pretty orange yeah. too. <laughs> it seems to be the main source of light. <laughs> cool video though. Very cool. Very cool video. Yeah. Selena and I were talking earlier trying to figure out what exactly is going on in that scene because it looks like Arya is getting shoved to the side. But uh, the question is who's doing the shoving? Well, shouldn't you guys know that already? We should, but... Yeah, but I mean, it's a long book. You know, people get shoved a lot. It's, it's hard to keep track. I think our guest was Roos Bolton. Yeah. Oh, okay. Not for knowledge, we need to act first. We were talking about this video being so great, but I know something Celine and I were talking about earlier as well was this other video, uh, which was more of a promotional video for the series starting on March 31st, which is this crow flying through different scenes to the... Is it the Reigns of Castamere, which we heard yes. at the end of, or towards the end of last season? And it, I, you said, Selena, that the fandom seems pretty split on on if they like this video or if they don't. Yeah, I mean, they are. I've been. I was surprised, and especially surprised after I talked to you because I saw this video, and okay, 
it's it's a crow flying through modern day world. Like it doesn't have anything to do with game. I mean, spoiler alert: they don't flash forward to twenty thirteen. <laughs> um, they don't jump in the TARDIS. This doesn't happen. Um, what? But I know, right? I was shocked too. That's why I thought they split the season. But um, no. I, but but the thing is that I saw this and I just thought it was beautiful. I was like, this is such a great, interesting concept look at the season and considering they still haven't given us a real trailer it's probably a reason for that and I was like well this is cool but then I spoke to and, and then I saw the comments for the post on Hyperpool and people were like oh this is stupid I want a real trailer this sucks this has nothing to do with Game of Thrones and I was like oops <laughs> rain in my enthusiasm you know so, well they better not be looking forward to the new Anchorman because they've been using <laughs> the same damn stupid like vague trailer for the past see, two you years you call it stupid too whereas I just thought it was conceptual and like uh, Shiny. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I'm just, people, they get, I mean, I, I, I was just like, I want to see more of Ron Burgundy. Show me more of this. And I'm sure it's, <laughs> it's a lot of the same for those that are But, uh, but Micah doesn't excited. like it either. And it's not that I don't, don't like it. I, I think a lot of the time what happens is when you get to this point leading up to a season, what you're looking for is not sort of the creative piece that they gave you with this. I think you're looking to see action. You're looking to see like an actual trailer that, depicts what you are going to see in season three that that was my issue with it is it's okay let's move past this we're already what a little less than two months out from the season starting let's see something let's see something real like let's see something tangible that you can say all right i can't wait until season three starts a crow flying over you know the brooklyn bridge or whatever the hell it was it just doesn't for me do it i mean (laughs) <laughs> that's just no you're right but it's kind of like in the in the tone of winter is coming it's kind of like um like meta in some way because obviously they say winter is coming and it's funny because winter actually is coming except it premieres in the spring but you know in theory winter does come for us too <laughs> and this is kind of the same thing like game of thrones is coming back to yeah like we're being transported i don't know i liked it i, I, thought it I was get neat. that it, it's very eerie too and it's it's like yeah. it's bringing the two worlds together and i get the connection exactly that yeah we're going back to their world on march 31st it's like narnia but not yeah and then the transitional phase that one moment where the crow just switches worlds i don't think that was really well done but that's just being nitpicky at at Hmm. that particular scene in the industry this is what i like to call a cop out (laughs) it's like well hey we could use some we could like promote a video that looks cool and you know get people talking about it okay let's just make a video of a crow flying you know what i mean Uh, it must have been hard to shoot these city shots without any people in them or, I don't know, do you think it's, it's all computerized? Yeah, yeah, and it it's, must have been yes. hard to find the three-eyed crow as well. I wonder yeah. how long they looked for You that. are trolling. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Uh, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, sometimes I think also funny. this video is probably like showing, oh, it's like it's like our world. It's a Game of Thrones. You know, like there's battles and like, you know, yes, our own exactly. world is sort of like this. You know what I mean? So it's cool. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's just, I mean, it has nothing to do with like getting us excited in actuality for the new season, but it's, it's fodder to click and, and share and you know, that's what they want. Right. Yeah. It was like that one oh, yeah. video that just had the three thirty one thirteen on it and you're, you're yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that that's, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. That, and that's also like a, a, a much more massive cop out. Like at least they sat inside of, you know, after effects for like four hours for this one. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. The, the other one there. I mean, I'm not really being, critical about it i just think it's funny i would do the same thing i mean 
you see that in pretty much every market. Like bands do lyric videos for their singles. It's like no one wants a lyric video. I see that all the time. I'm just like, I get it. It's you post it on YouTube. People watch it, they listen, it gets views, and it's so more inexpensive than actually producing a music video. I get it, but it's what we like to call a cop-out, yeah. Hmm. Um, although, there was also Mance Raider. He there was? Where was he in this Crow video? Oh, not in the Crow video, in the other oh. one. Oh. Um, <laughs> no transition this time, There was no just transition, right I just, I just, took, just dry. pulled just you guys dry. from one to the other right now. Okay. We forgot to mention in the other video, there was um, Kieran Hines as Mance Raider. And he was, yes. and he was an outfit and character. He was an outfit. He got to talk about his role a little bit, and then we saw him on screen with Jon Snow. So that was he a looked win. nothing like Aberforth Dumbledore. I was just going to say that. I was nothing every time I see him in a different role, it's it's so impressive to me how they made him look so much like Michael Gambon in mm-hmm. Deathly yes. Hallows Part Two. Why Be- they cast him? Like what they saw in his face that was like Michael Gambon. There he is. <laughs> it's it's strange how. They didn't win any sort of award for that amazing effects and makeup work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, not to mention the weird? fact that they did that for how many little goblins that they had in Gringotts as well. Yeah. I no think they shot the themselves. They shot themselves in the foot with the epilogue, though. Oh. Okay, so okay. Um, <laughs> back to Game of Thrones. <laughs> Taking a page out of Eric's book on transitions here. <laughs> Wait, how did you get that book? Yeah. What book? Oh shit, that book. Oh well. <laughs> That's why I can't transition. My book has been stolen. Who stole your book? All right, hey, look at this cool transition I'm going to make to the owns. Okay. You guys like that? It's nice. You it's int- great. It's very it, but... awkward. And, um... yeah. <laughs> I don't have a transition. Different. So the more videos that we get um, from HBO, obviously we'll you know devote episodes talking about them. Um, but the rest of this week we'll be devoting to the book um, that we are continuing to read, which is obviously the very first Game of Thrones, Song of Ice and Fire Game of Thrones. And we'll be getting to chapters uh, later in the week. And in the meantime, um, we will continue to accept your tweets at, at Game of Owns to us about those chapters and about literally anything you hear on the show. Feel free to just contact us. Uh, what's the email address again, guys? I think it's contact. Contact at GameOfOwns.com. Yeah. That was a good movie. Yeah, Co- yeah it was. <laughs> Jodie Foster. No, that wasn't Jodie Foster. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, was Jodie Foster. Was it? It was. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I always confuse her and Helen Hunt. Damn Twister. They look so much alike. <laughs> <laughs> they do. I love that film. Anyway, Twister's a good film. Check it out if you guys want. You can email us and tell us how much you like it. Or <laughs> yeah, please you do. Could, uh, <laughs> you, could go to the, uh, you could go to the comment section on Hypable.com. Yeah, tell us how much you posted. like Twister. I really want to yeah. know. And that Goo Goo Doll song that he plays when he's driving, they're like catching, and he goes down Bob's Road. It's a good movie. You guys will like it. Anyway, yeah, Hypable, H-Y-P-A-B-L-E.com. It's there. It is. It always is. You know what else is always there? iTunes, where people can download <gasps> our show and listen to it free of charge. We don't even charge for this show. Can you imagine that? Yeah. We don't. What? We don't? What the? F- oh, shit. <laughs> Been doing something wrong. Yeah. All right. Well, where am I? Think about how many more gold week? cups you could have, Zach, to drink <laughs> to drink your coffee and your meat no out of. Sh- no shit. Right. <laughs> uh, but as always, we do appreciate your feedback on the show by giving us a five-star review uh, on iTunes. Uh, so feel free, rate and review us at your leisure, but uh, know that, as has been the case in the past, nothing less than five stars is acceptable. And uh, perhaps later on in the week, you'll find out why. 
I love dun, that dun, Mike dun. is like, listen, guys, we love your feedback. We, we, it means a lot to us. We put it to good use. So we really appreciate your five stars. So just <laughs> yes. tell us that we're perfect and we'll use it <laughs> constructively for the sense. future. <laughs> oh, it's fun being back, guys. It is. It's great fun. It is. It is great fun. And, and we're done. Listening. And we'll talk, <laughs> and we'll talk <laughs> to you later in the week. Bye. <laughs> See ya. Goodbye. Sayonara. Au revoir. Arrivederci. Uh, Arrivederci. Arrivederci. Gorlami. What? What? (laughs) Origami? Margarita. Margarita. Dominic the Coco.